0: Right eye dominant. 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 This is the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. <analyze track> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I am your host, Nick Toro Jr. And for today's episode, I'm going to do another installment in a sporadic series that I call Worth 1,000 Words. And what I do is I pick one specific photograph by one photographer. Then I just do a deep dive exploration of that image. I also delve into a little bit of background information of who the photographer is, what their career was like, what their body of work means to me. And hopefully this introduction via one photograph gets you more interested in this person's body of work. So today I'll be focusing on the work of Mark Cohen. Mark Cohen is a photographer. He's still alive. I don't think he's shooting very much anymore, but he was born and raised and spent most of his career in a small city called Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. And this particular place is not a huge city, it's not necessarily a small town, but what I find interesting about Mark Cohen and his work and this place is that he chose to stay in a smaller place, smaller town, smaller city, and pursue his work and not really moving to a larger metropolis or moving to a big arts Cultural center like New York or Los Angeles or Paris or Tokyo, for that matter. He spent his entire artistic career creating what basically is street photography on the streets of Wilkes-Barre. I'm bringing this up because I find it really inspiring that someone can spend their career creating what I find to be a very intriguing, very provocative body of work, and doing it sort of off the radar or under the radar in a smaller city. And as I discuss Mark Cohen's work and the specific photograph, which is called Bubblegum, you'll notice that his style and his approach probably made it harder for him to actually do this kind of work in a smaller city. He didn't have the luxury of blending in with the masses on the streets of New York. And the kind of work that he does is somewhat confrontational and definitely provocative. And in that regard, I think it's in many ways was more challenging for him to produce the kind of work that he did in a small industrial town, in this case, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. With that, uh, let's get into today's episode, we'll be focusing on the work of Mark Cohen. I was actually fortunate enough to see a a show of of, uh, Mark Cohen's photographs about five years ago when I was visiting New York City, and uh, I kept the show notes from that uh, exhibit, and I'm looking at them now, and it's actually a really nice uh, overview of his work and his background. So I'm just going gonna, gonna to crib some of these uh, notes and share those with you now. Uh, so shooting in the gritty environs of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, Cohen's literal and innovative closeness came from his method of holding the camera at arm's length just a few feet away from his subject. Uh, He shot without looking through the viewfinder intuitively finding the perfect moment and composition Uh, His style is called intrusive, but elegant and by turns brutal and sensuous No subject is observed without some kind of purpose behind it and to quote about these photos Cohen said they're not easy pictures, but I guess that's why they're mine and so with that introduction now i'd like to get into the specific photograph that i really want to take a deep dive exploration into and i'll give you a moment to open the link in the show notes before i continue and then here we go mark cohen worth a thousand words So the image I'm looking at today is probably the first photograph I remember seeing by Mark Cohen. Formally, it's not titled, but it's sometimes referred to as the bubblegum photograph, and it dates from 1975. So let's take a closer look at this photo. Well, it's a black and white photograph. The subjects are illuminated by a flash, flash unit, and I'm guessing it most likely it was handheld slightly off camera based on the position of the highlights that you see in the photo. The use of flash is key here as it not only lights the scene, but it also stops the action. That looks as though it was, everything was in flux when this photograph was taken. There is evidence of slight blurring as the lighting falls off, uh, seen in the hand in the top middle of the frame. And the background utility pole and buildings also show a little bit of blurriness. What draws me to this image is that there's this strange geometry uh, within the frame. The way the bubble from the bubblegum sits along the bottom of the frame while the side of the face and hair lurk just behind, and then there's a hand of another person that creeps up through the middle of the frame, uh, the dreary looking urban environment that falls off into the distance creates this formality to the photograph as it pushes the viewer's eyes back towards the action in the middle. There is a strong subconscious element at play in this image. And although I am not a professional photo critic, nor am I a psychoanalyst, I'll delve deeper into what I'm seeing and feeling while looking at this photograph. There is so much energy in this image, and at the same time, it seems wrapped in a lot of mystery. The scene feels like it could be a still frame from a dream, it certainly has a surreal quality to it. Uh, I think the use of flash certainly heightens this feeling. And I could imagine Mark Cohen wandering through his town as night was falling, and then he comes upon a group of children and he decides to inflict himself into their world, their environment, with a burst of light and a click of the shutter. The fact that we see no face behind the bubble adds to the anonymous character of, of this photograph, of course. And then when we see a hand above the head, to me, it brings me back to, uh, if you're a Beatles fan, this might be familiar to you. There were rumors that uh, were circulated in the 1960s that Paul McCartney, the singer of the Beatles, uh, that there were these Paul is dead rumors. And uh, this was certainly going on around the release of Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And in that artwork on the cover, you see a hand above Paul's head. And that was meant to signify that he was being blessed by a priest before being interred. Uh, So that fed to this sort of rumor mill that Paul McCartney was not actually alive anymore. Uh, Though my therapist might have other interpretations, I think that this is a potent symbolism when I'm reading this image. I could also make an assumption that the hand is in the process of coming down hard on the figure blowing the bubble. Could it be the action of, let's say, an overzealous, over-physical friend, or a sibling trying to burst the bubble? Uh, It could be simply someone trying to get themselves into the photo, for sure. So if one explores more of Mark Cohen's extensive body of work, you'd see that he uses this faceless, tightly-cropped approach in much of his work. There are disjointed, faceless limbs, chests, knees, and hands that appear over and over again. And these often convey a feeling of violence or of invasion. There may be even some sexual component to it, sexual longing, or, or even just a breaking down of the barriers of what one considers their personal space. I've seen videos of Mark Cohen photographing, and he employs a similar technique to that of the photographer Bruce Gilden, where he often surprises his subjects with a flash and a thrust of the camera while they just happen to be strolling along minding their own business. The fact that Mark Cohen often photographs children or teens probably caused more trouble for him in the small town that he was living in, which brings me back to my opening point. I think uh, Mark Cohen deserves additional praise for this work strictly because of the environment that he chooses to work in. I feel that if he were on the streets in a bigger city, he could probably take more liberties with his camera, with his flash, with his subject matter. But being in a smaller town, I'm sure people knew who he was. He probably had a reputation that preceded him, yet he continued to do his work. And I have to say, a lot of the work that he was sharing, certainly in the 1970s and 1980s, probably would be a lot more difficult to uh, create today. Back in those days, it was much, uh, a much rarer occurrence to see someone photographing on the street. Uh, issues of privacy, personal space, also the fact that there's a layer of social media sharing that is attached to everything nowadays, that did not exist back when Mark Cohen was the most active shooting back in the 70s and 80s. So the environment definitely changed, and there are so many more people, not only with full-size cameras, but also shooting photos with their their smartphones all the time, then I think that Mark Cohen and his work might have faced a completely different challenge if it had started today and not decades ago. I would say that the things that he was able to create, the environments that he was able to explore, would probably be much more difficult to achieve nowadays. I definitely feel an affinity with photographers who work, do their work and do their creating away from the big city centers and certainly in the United States on the East and the West Coast, but also worldwide. When you're working in a smaller city, you may be toiling away in a little bit deeper obscurity because you're not in a big city. I think there's also a challenge to blend in when you're wandering around with a camera in a less populated area, and that's for sure. But there's also a great freedom that comes to those who work away from the spotlight. Really, it gives the photographer the opportunity to develop a style that really is more dependent on what's in their mind and what they're seeing, and less about the complexity of the environment that they might find themselves in. So if anything, This is a recognition, not only of the great work of Mark Cohen, but those of us who do find ourselves working in smaller towns and smaller cities all over the world, I think it just is a nice way to recognize that sometimes where you are allows you to define your style and find your way creatively without the pressures of of living in a bigger city. There are those challenges of finding subject matter or being a little less hidden in the fabric of urban life. But all in all, I would say that the benefits far outweigh the drawbacks. So there you have it, more than 1,000 words, I'm sure several thousand words about the work of Mark Cohen and specifically the photograph Bubblegum. And of course, as I mentioned, I'll share links to a bunch of Mark Cohen's photographs, including the one we discussed and definitely uh, some reference to the work of Bruce Gilden, who I mentioned as well. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this episode or any other. If you go to RightEyeDominantPodcast.com you can scroll down and find a section where you could fill in, make a comment and send it my way. I'd love to hear from you. Also, you can find all the episodes that I've recorded at that website as well. I'd also like to just mention briefly a new project that I've launched uh, under the name Right Eye Dominant. And if you happen to be in Albuquerque, New Mexico or anywhere nearby, maybe you can take part in this project. I recently got my hands on an old newspaper box and I planted it in front of Little Bear Coffee on Central Avenue in Knob Hill, Albuquerque, which is old Route 66. And this newspaper box is a free zine, photo zine, art zine, book exchange. Sort of like a little free library, but you know, just focused on photography and art related materials. And what I did was made it free, um, stocked it with zines and photo books from my personal collection. And these were mostly zines that I've traded or collected from other people. But there are some of my own pieces in there as well. And the idea is that you can go and take a zine for free. You can leave a zine if you feel like doing an exchange. You can even grab one, go inside, grab a cup of coffee and look at it. And if you don't want to keep it, go ahead and put it back in the box. And so it's all in the interest of sharing. There's no money or strings attached to it. So again, if you are in the Albuquerque area, I encourage you to head over to Little Bear Coffee. And I thank those guys for letting me uh, plant my box there. Um, And who knows, maybe there'll be more popping up around Albuquerque or maybe in a town near you. We'll see what happens. So anyway, that's it for this episode. This has been the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I have been your host, Nick Toro Jr. And until next time, as always, stay well. Today's episode has been a production of righteyedominant.art. The music for today's episode was brought to you by Yazar, Lazenby Industries, The Connet Project, and the White Plains. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero.